Welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast, Justin Medford, alongside Noah Russo. How you doing this week, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Long time, long time no see. It, it has been to a, be back. It has been a while since we've done one together. Yeah uh, the the schedule's been a little nutty so far. Um, yeah, at a, yeah no. at a long U.S. trip, which is very yeah. tiresome. But I mean, yeah, doing well, doing well. So yeah, it's I awesome. Just, I could find the time to be get back on yeah no it's good it's good to have you back i'm tired of getting all these people to fill in i would also like to apologize to listeners of last week's episode for the background noise you see we have this roommate who we don't particularly talk to who we were recording in our living room and he happened to come upstairs and make food uh while we were recording despite (laughs) very much a request that he not do that but you know what he pays rent too so what are you gonna do Um, so if you noticed the background noise, which yeah, I've heard from people who they said they did, um, yeah, my bad. But the good news is, the good news is that this episode we're recording at four in the morning, so no one's awake. So there, there will be no background noise for this one, unless, uh, yeah. unless I, unless we wake people up and they get pissed. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll try not to. Yeah. Uh, but goodness, we because you know it's been a while. We have we have a lot to talk about on this week's episode. Yeah. Arguably too much, based on <laughs> the, the the allotted time. We're, we're gonna fit it in. Yeah, we're gonna try to make this episode thirty five minutes. And if we don't get through everything by then, we're just gonna leave. We're just gonna call it um, because it is so late, and I so badly <laughs> want to sleep. Um, but we'll start out with like the biggest news in the hockey world this week, which is the Bruce Boudreaux era in Vancouver has begun. Uh, we mentioned last week on the episode that, you know, Jacob and I, we, we hate how the NHL just kind of recycles the same old coaches, except when it comes to Bruce Boudreaux, quote, machine always gets the results. Uh, in the Bruce Boudreaux era, four wins in four games so far with the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Noah, are the Vancouver Canucks back? Sure seems like it. They beat Carolina 2-1 in regulation tonight. I mean... It's it's crazy how like big an effect a coach can have, right? Like it really. Is. I, well, I don't well, think it's like a completely different system by any means. I just think guys are just the, the, the culture is different. Yeah, I mean, if, if I walk into practice and I see Bruce Boudreaux waddling out onto the ice, like my days already gotten better, right? Like that's exactly. just the reality of it. Um, I've been watching all his interviews. Like I, I love Bruce Boudreaux, right? Like yeah. He could be the worst coach in the world, which he isn't. But even if he was, like, I would still absolutely, like, root for the guy. Absolutely. just so likable. Um, not making Travis Green look great, though, with this with this kind of turnaround here. And he turned it around, like, pretty much immediately. 
Um, Yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty quick. I mean, I think there is no doubt that the Vancouver Canucks players hated playing under Travis Green. Yeah. I mean, like we we didn't, I don't, I don't even think they liked him as a person. Well, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know Travis Green personally. Yeah. uh, But like, it, it sure seems that they're enjoying life a bit more now. Yeah, it really does. Um, it's it's crazy what the impact can have. Demko's been unbelievable for them. Oh, he's so stretch. good. He's, he's so good. So good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like it got to the point where like it took so long to fire at least Travis that the players just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. It wasn't like. like they they knew it was stupid and they just they were they said fuck it yeah i mean it's the ultimate like you know and people always like use i think they overuse the term like all players have tuned the coaches out but like that was very much applicable there yeah like you could not have tuned them out more yeah Um, also vancouver uh hiring jim rutherford uh to be their their you know present gm for the moment uh I know there's some people who uh, do not like Jim Rutherford as a GM. I think he's too old school, uh, maybe not the best fit for this Canucks team. I actually strongly disagree. I have nothing but good things to say about Jim Rutherford. He took the Mike Matheson contract on, uh, and I will always appreciate him for that. Uh, yeah, I think it's interesting. Like I was like really getting worried towards the end of his tenure in Boston. Uh, not in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. sorry. Um, like it seemed like it was starting to make some sus moves, especially the Matheson trade. Wait, wait, no complaints. Like, no complaints. Thank, thank like you, Hornquist Jim. has been like such an intangible piece of, up front. Like oh, he's yeah. able to do so much. Yeah. So, like, so like, but you want to know what he also made some fantastic moves towards his beginning in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <clears throat> so I like, I have zero judgment and I, I look forward to seeing what, what he can do. Is I, it too early to start buying a Carl Hagelin Canucks Jersey? I could so see him fitting the mold of the Vancouver Canucks. I think he's traded Carl Hagelin like six times and then <laughs> traded back for him like another few times. Like he, he, he is this weird. I don't know. That's he his guy. Loves cars, Carl Hagelin. Yeah. I'm sure Carl Hagelin's like boarding a plane as we speak to Vancouver, but um. Yeah, anyway, Jim Rutherford there, Bruce Boudreaux. Things are looking up in Vancouver. Um, while we're talking about Boudreaux, though, and coaches, um, the Sonny Milano goal from Trevor Zegris, uh, unreal, over 50 million views on the internet, uh, which is quite a lot. Uh, wish we could do those numbers. Uh, but unbelievable goal, so much skill, right? And it's one of those goals, like, I don't know, it's like, how could you hate a goal like that? Well, John Tortorella takes that as a challenge and rips it apart because uh, apparently, you know, it's just, it's not good for the game, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, who goes to a hockey game to see nice goals? I I mean, who, who does that, right? It, yeah. I mean, and there was an, ex- did you watch the extended interview, the one with Pierre Maguire? Uh, no, no, I did not. Yeah, that was pretty interesting um or no no not pierre mcguire ray ferraro sorry ray yeah ferraro. yeah yeah um ray ferraro brought up some some good points and like obviously it was 
unbelievable goal. Yeah. They were playing Buffalo too. So it was just that much better. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, and I mean, Buffalo. Anything against Buffalo is fun for us. Yeah, um, it would have been better against the Leafs, but we'll take it. I kind of like can force myself to understand Tortorella's point. I think his point was a little bigger than that. His yeah. point was basically like, this is the instigator for a wave of change. And he was very skeptical to the wave of change. Like he mentioned some, one of the guys on the air or mentioned um, Zegris and um, uh, Hughes texting about that celebration of throwing the stick in the, in the crowd. Yeah. And I think they're, the worry is that it's getting a little too soft in the sense that guys are too friendly with each other. Oh God forbid you have friends. Like that that's this that's the vibe I got. I got yeah, like, I got to, the vibe to... that Tortorella was afraid that guys on different teams might actually like each other. Well I mean the reality is is that like a lot of guys in the league have played together before at various stages yeah. of their lives, whether it be national teams, whether it's on junior teams, that's just the reality. A lot of guys are friends mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. I mean, the reality is, is like, look, there's entertainment business, right? I like as a fan, right. Especially in a neutral game, I just want to be entertained. Um, and yeah. So I, yeah, I love seeing stuff like that. Uh, and that's, you know, and that's what Trevor Zegers, game is all about. That's why I had Trevor Zegers ranked third on my draft day list for that draft uh, slip to nine, but you know, whatever. <clears throat> it's no big deal, but like, it's, it's just, it's fun stuff. Like, you mm-hmm. know, and like, I get like, you know, the kind of point of like, you see all these kids trying it and it's like, you know, it's, it's fun thing to practice, but there are like other things, you know, kid kids should work on too. And you know, the, the details of the game, like I get that, like work on your skating, your shot, right. Not this kind of trick play you're going to use once, but like, Hey, you know what? Like people have fun playing the game. Who cares? Right. Like mm-hmm. do it all. Um, yeah. Sickle, sickle. Um, but yeah. Uh, other news though, from around the league, the kind of the, the actual biggest thing other than the Bruce Boudreaux stuff for yeah. uh, the Olympics, not looking great. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little surprised. Yeah. It seems like there hasn't been enough thought into this from, from the league. Like this seems like foreseeable. A little bit. Like, like all, all the stuff going on, like, I think it's like, if you test positive, it's, you have to spend three weeks. In yeah. China. So, so I just pulled it up. Chris Johnson reported this and it was the IOC has provided new info. Any confirmed positive at the games must <laughs> produce two negative tests, 24 hours apart. Otherwise <laughs> the quarantine period can last from 21 days up to five weeks in accordance with Chinese law. Yeah. So that's not great. Um, and that's got to like that. That's, I think that's a non-starter for the NHL. Like you can't risk having, you know, a player, you know, stuck, stuck in China for, for five weeks when your season started back up. Like you can't have that happen. And according to Batman, the decision is the players at this point. Yeah, and I mean, 
yeah, like it, it, yeah, I guess it is the player's decision. Uh, if, if you're a player, are you going or are you not going? Honestly, like it's tough. I, I'm, I want to say no. It's like, it, it's I, I, I don't think it's worth the risk because yeah. it's not, do I trust myself? Cause I know, like, I know I can get there without COVID is do I trust every other guy in my team? Do I trust every other guy or girl participating in the Olympics for my country? And, and, the, and the Olympics are like very much notoriously, like there's a lot of intermingling among athletes even with yeah like let's just say there's a lot of exchange of bacteria exactly so it's like like the risk is significant for the players i don't yeah like i don't what are the odds of there being no negative no positive tests highly unlikely like i think think it's highly unlikely i think the only way you do it is if you get some sort of exemption from the chinese government that says like you can take a private flight out of here contact no one and you can do your you can come back to canada or the u.s and do whatever quarantine you need to do there i don't think there's any chance china does that well i I know that that's the only way but like i doubt it i mean you know i'm not not a political expert but i'm pretty certain the risk is too high because nhl players do not get paid for in quarantine in china they're not yeah. getting paid now. Now, let's say I was like a, a player, and I'm going to the Olympics, and I play for a garbage team, or not a garbage team, but a team that's not making the playoffs, right? And it's like, and maybe I've made a bunch of money in my career. Maybe I've just signed like a really nice new like eight year, nine point five million dollar extension, uh, right? And I've already made the U.S. national, you know, team for the Olympics. Like, do I? Like, <laughs> do I care? <laughs> But like, like, I, I just, I don't think it's, yeah. I, I, cause I don't think the Olympics mean that much in hockey compared to other competitions. I think the, I honestly think the main hockey international competition is world juniors. It is a big one, but I think like, I think like guys, guys do care, especially since a lot of them missed like the last Olympics, right? Yeah. Like we've never seen like Connor McDavid at the Olympics. We've never seen Austin Matthews at the Olympics. Right. And obviously it'd be nice to see. And I understand like if you're the league, like you, you want players to go, you want to grow the game. Right. But like with this much risk, is it worth it? It's like, I don't see, like think... if I'm a player, I'm probably more likely to say yes than ownership or management. I think if you're ownership or management, there's no chance. You say oh, yeah. yes. Oh, 100%. 100%. There's no chance. I think there is no doubt in your mind that it's no. you're going with the safe decision of saying you're not going yeah, to. Yeah, especially Olympics. because the guy from your team that's going to the Olympics or guys that are going are your best players. That's why they're at the Olympics, right? Like you're not going to jeopardize that for something that makes you zero money in, in the short term, right? Yeah. Like I think it's a very like in- – it's tough if you're a player is do you do you chase that gold medal or do you like are you confident that you can make the next team are you like and the question is is the decision the players who only the players who are selected to go 
or do you open it up to the entire population of the NHL? I, I don't know. I don't know what you do. But, like, I would say at this point, like, to me, it seems unlikely they go. And I think that would be as much as it would suck because, I, you know, I love watching, you know, we've had so many iconic, you know, Olympic hockey moments. It's probably the right choice. It, I think it's definitely the – I. Right or right. wrong is tough. I think it's the safe decision. I think it's yeah. the most yeah, well financially and, again, yeah. and like competitively. But sound again, decision. talking about like I'm just thinking now, like we're talking about like if you got an exemption for the Chinese government, which is obviously tough to do, but hockey's a big draw for them at the Olympics, especially the Winter Olympics, right? And having the NHL players would be a huge boost for ratings, especially for markets like the US and Canada, where it's like, how do you engage? those markets that are in difficult time zones. Right. And you're going to, you're going to get your own team there too. Yeah. So do you make an exemption for that? Because it's such a, a boost for your, for your games in general that like, you're like, all right, like we'll do it just for this. Right. Like does, is there that much of an incentive for, for the Chinese, you know, and the Olympic committees and whatnot? Like, I don't know, but I wouldn't, I'm not at this point. I'm not counting on NHL players at, at the Olympics. No, I'm definitely not holding my breath. Yeah, yeah. But um, there will be NHL draft picks at the World Juniors. There is, and there's one in particular we got to talk about here while we're on the subject of international hockey. Team Canada this evening announcing their team selection for the upcoming World Juniors and who made the cut. Not surprisingly, but it's it's Justin Sourdiff, the Florida Panthers draft pick. Uh, who we have been on the record many times as big fans of this player. Uh, what role are you looking to see him play at the World Juniors in Canada? I think he's going to be a depth piece that is able to like play in tough situations. I agree. I think he'll yeah. be able to to have a really good <laughs> two way game. Yeah, and was, he'll be yeah. able to shut down like opposing lines yeah like that's i think the important thing here is like when you say death piece it's like it doesn't sound great especially for a guy who's probably one of the older prospects at this tournament right when you say he's going to be a depth piece for canada it makes you know it doesn't sound that exciting but i think that's more of a compliment than a drawback it's like like he has offensive pop to his game but there aren't many guys that have the two-way ability that he does that's always what canada struggles with every single year at the tournament is being able to like play a 200 foot game yeah. not only offensively yeah so yeah like he can bring the offense but the fact that his uh two-way game is as developed as it is i think is the, the real draw here and you know i'm not worried if he's playing on that third or fourth line because the reality is you know that's to me it's more of a compliment than a you know a knock mm -hmm. against him right like mm -hmm. You're going to see guys probably like Bedard or, you know, whoever playing on, you know, the, the first or second line, whoever it may be, uh, maybe like Colbert, like doesn't matter. Right. But having him on the the third line there, I think is probably where I see him slot in. And I think he's going to have a, a really good tournament for Canada and be a huge part of this team. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, I, I, th I do think you'll be a high minutes depth piece. Yeah. You know, like he, he's not going to be like a fourth line, like a. Well, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's the not, only guy I can think of right now is like the. The guy who scored the game, the tournament winner against Sweden in Buffalo. Steenbergen. Steenbergen. 
Like he's not. I don't think he's gonna be a Steenbergen where he plays like a, a minute a game and then just like comes in clutch. Like I think no. s- sort of is gonna get significant minutes and he's going to be asked to play in difficult yeah, situations. Yeah, and I like, wouldn't be surprised to see him on a penalty on a penalty kill in the unit. Yeah, he's the guy I'm throwing out there if I'm trying to preserve a lead for sure, right? And I anticipate Canada would probably have leads at points in this tournament. Um, so yeah, I think he's going to be a guy who's really you know, trusted by the coaching staff to get out there. Uh, and I'm excited too. Like I hope you know lots of people watch this tournament, especially Panthers fans, to get you know for for you know it's hard to watch you know a lot of junior games and stuff, but a good chance to see this player on a on a bigger stage, um, and see what he can do. I'm excited for that, and I think he's gonna you know turn some heads at this tournament mm-hmm. uh you know and of course you know there, there's other like notable panthers prospects at this tournament too but to me for me he's he's the big one that I'm, I'm looking for yeah he is and he's he's been having a great season in whl he's he's looked like a man amongst children at times yeah uh so it, it it'll be it'll be interesting to see how how that game um translates to the international stage, but I mean, so far in his development, there is no doubt in my mind that he will be in the AHL next year at the least. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'd like for him to be, you know, a real solid AHL player. And I'm sure to, to me, he's a guy who like, I absolutely see him as an NHL player at yeah. some point. Right. Like I think I could almost, I feel confident almost guaranteeing that at this point. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll watch him at the World of Juniors first. We'll see how he does, but I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to move on here because I'll talk some actual Panthers stuff here about the team last couple of games. But first, a quick ad read from our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Football, football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we'll get right into it. Some Panther stuff here. Start off with that game against the Arizona Coyotes. Before we talk about the game, the Arizona Coyotes. Pay your taxes. What the? Human <laughs> error. Yeah. Human error. That is like, that's just embarrassing. It, it really is. <laughs> but I will say, like, on brand. Very on brand for that team. Very and, on brand. And like the Coyotes are such like an enigma for me where it's like, because you know, everyone's like, oh, like, you know, they're, you know, a non-traditional market, but no other non-traditional market has these problems. No. Right. Like there's lots of, like for like our Panthers, that's a non-traditional market, right? It's same thing with like Dallas. Like there's a lot of teams in non-traditional markets. They're the only one that has these issues. You can still pay your rent. 
you can still pay taxes. Like that's not an excuse yeah. not to. And like, yeah, I, I get it. I, I like I pay rent every month. Do I like it? No, but I need a roof over my head. Like, like, like picture yourself and there's like their situation is very unique. They're currently in a building that has told them you are gone after the season. Yeah, and which is we're, you're still going to pay us rent. Yeah. Yeah. And now, I get it. Don't get me wrong. It would suck to pay rent in that situation. Oh, absolutely. But you have to. That's what you do. Yeah. I just, I'm like, like, what was the plan? Like, first of all, human error. Like, no, nah, like the IRS sends copious r- reminders to pay bills. This is something I saw on Twitter. I didn't know about this before they actually send the official notice. Yeah. Like, like human error can only go so far. Like, I, I don't know. How, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's a lot of money in taxes. Like, I, like, I, I, I like it's, it's absurd to me. I, it's mind boggling. Yeah. You would, you would think that they would like learn to get the hell out of the spotlight and stuff, but apparently not. No, they, they strive there. And yeah, I, I did good. I got a, dollar 84 or so free from bet from uh from betway like doing their little spinny wheel and uh it was a panthers puck line night Ooh. so i mean that was a pretty safe bet i think even though it, it was pretty much down to the wire yeah yeah it was but i mean yeah free money free money that's all free money i mean what well, you say kind of you know not the you know most exciting game as you know that's what the arizona coyotes do yeah i will also say this like just kind of off topic but not really but like uh lately you know like the panthers like after their hot start they've kind of cooled off a bit and like a part of that's you know new coaching a part of that's a lot of the injuries that have happened on there seems to be at least i'm picking up on like there seems to be like a lot of negativity on like the social media and stuff about this team and like i get it like this team's not perfect like there are issues like the special teams have been brutal especially lately right mm-hmm. like i get it like yeah the goaltending has been you know up and down lately but like the reality is this team is first in the nhl right now yeah and it like it just blows my mind like how much negativity has been especially like with the lack of like success in this team's history right like like it is December 13th and they're first in the NHL. There are teams in this, like there are teams in this league right now that employ Travis Boyd as their first line center, (laughs) right? Like things could be so much worse. And yes, that is the Arizona coyotes. You really, you feel with this team that it's a team that has the culture, the mentality that, you go into every game and you ask yourself, what would it take for us to lose? Yeah. Because you just assume you're going to win. Yeah. Like something, yeah. Something has to go wrong for you to lose. Exactly. Yeah. And I get to that. It's like, it's difficult too with like, again, because there's so much change with the injuries, with the coaching where it's like, it, it's almost like it's hard to solve a problem when you don't know what the root of the problem is. Mm-hmm. Like, are the special teams bad because whoever's you know, drawing up, you know, the, the deployment and everything, is, is it the coaching, right? It's hard to tell when you don't have your full lineup, right? 
maybe if, if Barkov's healthy, if Duclair's healthy, the power play clicks a little better. Like, who's to say? I personally think it actually is just, like, the coaching and, like, the, the special teams could be a lot better regardless of personnel. But, like, the reality is, like, again, like, this this is a very good hockey team. It's a contending team, right? They're, they're still winning games. Like, they're missing their number one center. They're missing a top six forward, right? They just got Gustav Forsling back, right? It's it's a very good hockey team. Things could be so much worse. Exactly. I didn't realize this um, as, as I was watching the uh, the game tonight uh, against the Avs. Mackenzie Weger played in Halifax with Nathan McKinnon on that Memorial Cup team. Yeah, he did. I forgot that. about that. Oh yeah. Um, what which, a player, Mackenzie Weger, by the way. Great game unbelievable yeah he is rock solid yeah um but it's been it's been a really good stretch for the panthers unfortunately couldn't squeeze out the any points tonight um yeah but and definitely not the best team effort like like bob was excellent tonight yeah i mean i i feel like it's a it's a broken record at this point but it's like we're missing Alexander Barkov and Anthony Duclair. That's two yeah. top six pieces. Like, that's that's not our team. Yeah, like in the rally, like then they still were close against, and the Abs have been hot as of late. Like they like they've had a lot of injury problems as well. They're healthy now, except for Landeskog. Uh, but like they're like that's a very good team, right? Like to me, like the, the, this just screams like Stanley Cup final preview. I 96 rematch. Oh yeah. Like that's Wouldn't what that's the it. vibes. Right. And there's so much like interconnectedness between these teams too, even though like, like, the, the, like that's the matchup I'd want to see in a, in a final. Right. Like again, you got Uyghur who played with McKinnon, right. You got McKinnon who's in the Barkov draft, right. Like you got like, there's some ties in here. You got so many exciting players on both sides, some great goaltending, like what a fun matchup it would be. Um, and I think, you know, you can also see, even though, like, I think one of the issues with the Stanley Cup final is sometimes it's hard to, like, build a rivalry between, like, you want to, like, you love good hockey rivalries, but you don't always get that in the Stanley Cup final because they only play each other, like, twice a year, right? And you just don't have that, like, bad blood between the teams because they've only seen each other, like, once. Yeah. Right? But tonight, Ryan Lomberg gets things started, throwing arguably the cleanest hit I've ever seen in my entire life. One of the biggest, like, just... yeah. Yeah. That is just, there That's was impact. Oh my goodness. He, he was fine, but it's like, you know, like, like, first of all, even like Jared Bednar said, clean hit. Right. Yeah. It and, was. And he's not wrong. It's absolutely, it's just a big hit, you know? So and, like, that's, that's like, should he or should he not have thrown the hit is a completely separate debate debate to whether or not the hit was clean. Yeah. Regardless of the intent to like, uh, or um, the, the accepted intent, like what he was supposed to do. Yeah. Like it was clean. Yeah, like, like, yeah, it, like, just, it was like, like if you well, look at the like, NHL, if you look yeah. at the NHL rules, that is a clean hit. Oh, absolutely. He, like he came in with a lot of speed, but like you see him like stop up his feet before he throws the hit, right? Like, 
it, it's one of those hits where it's like it's a, it's an optional hit. Like he doesn't have to throw that hit, but he's Ryan Lomberg. He's always going to throw that hit. Absolutely. Right? And also like, and again, like you don't want like you don't want to see like 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 it's tough to watch a guy get stretched off the ice, right? You never want to see that. And mm-hmm. like you know, you hope uh, Jacob McDonald's you know doing okay. And I really like Jacob McDonald as a player too, right? I think he's really good. You know, like not really good. He's, he's solid, solid defenseman in this league. And like you never want to see a guy get stretched off like that. Um, but like it, it's just a big hit. That's what it is. And, and like sizable, like it's huge. Yeah. It was yeah. huge. Like yeah, like and that like that's what Ryan Lomberg does. That's why he's a fan favorite player. Like, mm-hmm. like what do you want? And if you're you know if you're another team, like you you got to know when ninety four is on the ice. Literally, because you have to. And if you don't know he's on the ice, you'll find out shortly because he's gonna come running through you like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what we're talking about big hits, so just real quick. What do you think of the Truba hits? Clean I mean, or not clean? The McKinnon one, I think, was very. I think they were all very similar to the Lomberg hit. Yeah. I think you. If, if I think you the think, Lomberg one's less head. Like the the though, the, the first one, the Kara, Kara one. Yeah. That was that was the most like. Borderline. gray area one yeah i think of the I'm, I'm i'm fine i'm fine with both of his i'm fine with lomberg's right but like yeah the, the one like it's like he very clearly hits like Kara's head right that one, was yeah right? but it's like he's not like targeting the head right mm-hmm. the head's like kind of like car is like outstretched right and that one to me is tough because i think car was knocked out like twice last year too and it's like in the fight i remember there was the i think the romanov hit the Romanov hit in the Calgary fight. Yeah, there's another yeah. fight too where he was KO'd. Um, so that's not great. Like, I just for especially for for that guy, that's bad. But like, I don't really have an issue with any of the hits. And the Lomberg, like the Lomberg one too. Like again, like the the thing with like the Truba hits is Truba's a big guy. He's like six four, right? Right, right. And so it's it's hard to not get hit, like at that height, right? Whereas like mm-hmm. Lomberg's like five nine. Like if Lomberg throws the hitty through night and he's six two, six three, like he might get head. Yeah. He, he might might have caught him in the head. But like uh but to me, yeah, clean hit. And then you know, things kind of spiraled from there. We'll, you know, kind of brawl at the end of the game, kind of old school. Yeah. Uh, love it. I I did too. It was great. Yeah, and especially like if this is like if this, these are two teams that again meet in the Stanley Cup final. Boom! There's your bad blood. I'm I'm all in. Like, you best believe both teams will remember this game. Like, yeah, it's it's so. I think it's good for 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 hockey. Like, you need that spiciness. You need that like walking the line type of play. Yeah, like you just want excite. Like that's that's all it is. Like I just want to see. I just want to see a good game. I don't want to see you know an Arizona Coyotes trap fest out there. Not at all. Although right. that's pretty much the only system they can play. Yeah, and they play and it they to a T. Play. I mean, I, I mean, that's yeah. what Travis Boyd can do for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like yeah, it wasn't pretty. Yeah, not the prettiest of games. Um, also, want to say uh, Sam Reinhart. Uh, ever since there was like one fan on Twitter who called him out and was like, "Oh, thank God the Sabers got rid of him. He's been like the worst Panther. Uh, he's been on fire since that tweet." Uh, yeah, he looks phenomenal. He is flying out there. Yeah, which is awesome to see, especially you know because you, you need guys to step out, you know, step up with guys that are hurt. Uh, he's done that. Um, 
So that tweet has aged horribly is the real point here. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, great, great game against Col- I know yeah, loss sucks, but like fun hockey to watch. Really fun hockey to watch, yeah. Yeah, the type of hockey. Like, I think that's what the thing like too with the Panthers and just the way they play like it, it's very effective, obviously, and they're a very good team, but like it's exciting. And I see it all the time on like the social media and stuff where people are like, oh, like I took my friend to their very first like hockey, you know, Panthers game for their very first hockey game and they walked away like loving it, right? And that's mm-hmm. what you want, right? Yeah. Like even if you're winning, if you win boring, like it's hard to like get new fans that way. Yeah. Like if you're, un- if you're undefeated, but you're playing like a one, three, one through the neutral zone and it's boring, right? Like if someone's, if that's their, someone's first hockey game, they're, they're, they might not come back even if the team won. And so to, to play that exciting brand of hockey, especially, you know, uh, in these types of markets, I think it's just, it's awesome. And I, and I love seeing all that stuff with like new fans coming to Panthers games. Yeah, I, it's, it's just it's so good for the game of hockey in in florida yeah. um and yeah it's gonna be really interesting to see in like yeah. two yeah. three years yeah. how much like the yeah the fan base will have changed since oh i tr- tremendously i yeah, imagine exactly. like it almost it reminds me of like you, you watched the last dance right michael jordan yeah. documentary and like he said like he was like i had to give it my all every single game because he knew that at every single game, somebody was there at their very first basketball game and they came to see Michael Jordan and no one was ever going to see Michael Jordan have a bad game. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's that kind of mentality of like, you know what, like let's, let's play some entertaining hockey because like win or lose, you know, you want like, you want them to walk like new fans to walk out of there having a good experience and yeah. loving the sport. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Um, absolutely yeah well uh, that does it for this one we have gone over our allotted time of 35 minutes uh thank you to everyone tuning in listening we appreciate it as always uh we're gonna go get some sleep Uh, we'll be back on thursday with a brand new episode thank you so much for listening and we'll see you all then